there are still infinite opportunities for connection, even in less than ideal circumstances. Every small part is a part of the bigger picture. Hello, everyone. I am Harris III, and welcome back to the Story Podcast. Unless, of course, this is your first time listening. And in that case, I simply say welcome. Either way, I am so glad you are here. This is officially season five of the Story Podcast, where you get to listen in on talks and conversations with some of the leading and most successful storytellers of our time. We curate these episodes to inspire you to nudge you, to equip you to rise up and step into the power you have as a storyteller. I am repeatedly saying that storytellers are the architects of culture. The stories we tell are the building blocks of our world. We need your stories. You're helping paint the future and create a better world by telling stories that matter. I'm so excited to be back with you in this new season in an effort of inspiring you to do just that. As always, we have some really cool stuff in the works here at Story coming down the pipeline for you very soon. Many in our community are especially wondering what's up with our annual gathering. And like everyone else, we're watching, we are evaluating the data, exploring what might be possible for us this fall. This doesn't mean that we're just sitting around waiting to you know, figure things out. We are actively planning within the creative constraints of what we think might be possible. And while I can't tell you exactly what the plan is yet, what I can tell you with absolute certainty is that Story 2021 is happening. It is happening, and it's happening on September 23rd and 24th. Is it virtual? Is it in person? Is it a hybrid of both? More soon, I promise. Never would I have imagined that we'd be planning a two-day conference like Story in this type of environment. I know we all know how bizarre and quote-unquote unprecedented this last year has been, but it's also been kind of crazy how universal it has been. Pretty much everyone you meet has the same context you do for what's going on in the world. You might disagree about some of the details, like the appropriate way to manage it or how the government has dealt with it, but we can all agree it has been a challenge. And when you have something as universally challenging as a global pandemic, we also need to discover a global communal quest for things like hope and encouragement. And that's why I love talking to my friend, Morgan Harper Nichols, and why I'm so excited that we're kicking off this new season with her much needed wisdom. As many of you know, she's a poet, a music artist, and a visual artist. And she shared a little about how she's found joy in the everyday. Full disclosure, she put together a visual presentation for our audience at Story 2020, which obviously you won't be able to see here. Um, But listen in, it's not too hard to follow along since she describes this series of photos from her past. And by doing that, helps us all understand what it means to find joy in the everyday. Here's Morgan. My name is Morgan Harper Nichols, and I just want to share this really short thing that I wrote, and it's on on the slideshow if you have that. And it just says, the art of small finding slivers of hope in unlikely places and the courage to keep creating and not give up. 
that has been the theme of my year. That has been the theme of the years leading up to this, of just those slivers of hope, those small bits of hope, not, not always anticipating hope to be this big thing. And sometimes it starts off really small. And if you go to the next slide here, you'll see that some examples of how that was in my story growing up, this idea of smallness and small hope. So on the on this picture here, you'll see a, a library, which is not not a small library, but it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it had small beginnings. It was something my, my father actually just built on his own because we were homeschooled. And my mom was like, I would love for us to have a library. And all of those books on those shelves, <laughs> literally almost every book on that shelf costs 99 cents or less because we used to go to the thrift stores on half price day and get all of our books super cheap. And to next to that, you'll see this bright red piano. My mom found this piano on the side of the street, got somebody to lend her a truck and brought that piano home and painted it bright red. The piano actually doesn't work, but it's bright red and <laughs> it was a part of my childhood. And at the bottom, you'll see an example of me and I was singing before a group of people in what actually used to be my old bedroom because my parents were preachers. And when they decided to create a church, they actually just redid the house we lived in and made that the church. And then we moved somewhere else. So I kind of grew up with this mindset of just like, you could take a little bit of something and then you could turn it into something more. And then when other people look at it, they may not even realize that that it had small beginnings. So for me, I just and I always like to encourage people to think about what in your life had small beginnings, even though later on looking back on it, it was like, oh, that that actually ended up turning into something more. So for me, there's a lot of there's a lot of that in my story. And I try to constantly go back through photos and look at those small beginnings. Now, Morgan went on to say that her move to being an artist was not one of those overnight success stories. She realized she had a passion for music and moved into the creative space when she started living, as she describes it, paycheck to paycheck. She wasn't becoming a millionaire, but she was getting by. That's a lot better than 99% of people who try to make it in that world. But it was also still a lot of work. And for her, at some point, it almost became too much. In fact, one night, she almost threw in the towel altogether. So on that night, it was a night in October, I'm sorry, a night in November of 2016, that all of that kind of hit me. And it ended up coming out in the, in the form of a poem. I opened my journal and I wrote this poem and it reads, when you start to feel like things should have been better this year, remember the mountains and valleys that got you here. They are not accidents and those moments weren't in vain. You are not the same. You have grown and you are growing. You are breathing, you are living. You are wrapped in endless, boundless grace and things will get better. There's more to you than yesterday. And there have been a few times in my life, once when I wrote my song Storyteller and then this, this poem where I wrote it and I just feel like it was just God just breathing through me. Like that's the only way I can, I can describe it. And it just felt like it was coming from somewhere else. And I looked at those words on the paper and I was like, you know what? I'm not even sure if I believe that, but I just feel like, I don't know if I, I, I believe that right now. Um, I, at that time, like the weight of 
not having this sort of creative career, this kind of like dream of mine, um, having that not work out, I was feeling the weight of that. And I was like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if, if things are going to get better. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm wrapped in grace, but it just felt like something that I had to say and it had to come out. So I wrote it down and I took a picture of it. And I think it's really funny because I, when I read back on that poem, I'm like, you know, it was kind of a poem about giving up, <laughs> like kind of like surrendering, like, okay, this is done. I'm going to try to stop dreaming. I'm going to try to stop trying to find hope in this sort of whatever it is I'm doing. And I just think it's really kind of funny and ironic that I wrote a poem about that. And I essentially wrote a poem about giving up on creativity. Uh, so I wrote this poem, I took a picture of it and I posted it on Pinterest. I left it alone for several months. And then we can go to the next slide here. I, <laughs> rediscovered this pin that I had created on Pinterest the following January, and it had been repinned over a hundred thousand times. And when I first wrote this, I did not have, <laughs> I did not have any um, hashtags associated with it or anything. It just sort of took off on its own. And in that moment and seeing that and everything that followed after that, I began to see that all of those failures, all of those times that I felt like I just kept, I was just playing too small. I felt like I wasn't quite getting there. My giving up story became a story of surrender and I was meant to let it go. I was meant to let it go. This, this concept of like sowing seeds and expecting it to just blow up to some big thing. That's what I was I was meant to let that go. And when I let that go, that's when beautiful things actually started to happen. So I'm just going to kind of quickly go through some of these points and I'm just going to read them and I'm not really going to explain them necessarily. I just want to read them and I want you to, if any of this speaks to you, I just want you to screenshot it or take a picture of it and just hold on to it. And here's what I learned from this. Hope comes in small shapes. The next step won't always look or feel like the next big step. Sometimes hope looks like surrender and learning how to trust in the process. What I learned from this, we can go to the next slide, is my failures are not in vain. And when I started to receive messages from young women who said that they could relate to what I had written, I realized that my failures were actually serving me so that I could make meaningful connections with others. Number three, Smallness does not mean insignificance. And this also applies to hope. Small hope does not mean insignificant hope. Greatness is not measured solely by success. We have to remember the wholeness of it all. And finally, there are still infinite opportunities for connection, even in less than ideal circumstances. Every small part is a part of the bigger picture. This is where Morgan's story starts to get really cool because it involves a shift in focus. She stopped trying to inspire the masses and started focusing on one person at a time. Over Instagram, on a total whim, she offered to write poems for anyone who wanted their story told and was flooded. I mean, flooded with responses. Hundreds of people started reaching out, asking if Morgan could put their story into poem. What was going to be a little fun project has turned into a movement. Her ability to find joy and hope in the everyday of people's lives 
has become our life's work. And I honestly can tell you that what is keeping me going through all of this has not been huge opportunities or I'm grateful for those things, but it has been the individual one-by-one connection with people. That is where I am reminded of hope. That is where I see the slivers of hope. When the headlines give me anything but hope, when I speak to people individually one by one, when I make art for people one by one and I share generosity person by person, that is where I see, oh, wait a second. Now I see the bigger picture. Now I see where hope comes from. And on this slide here, I wrote, when I started focusing on creating art for one person at a time, suddenly I couldn't stop. Suddenly these small acts of hope turned into something so much bigger than me. And as I took this screenshot from my Pinterest for this talk, I was really shocked that this is not even like a fourth of what I made. This is literally just a small, and I'm I'm not some like well-educated artist who went to school for this. I've got an iPad and I'm just trying stuff. But when I look at that, I see, I see heart. I see people's stories. I see the one-on-one connection that is possible when we choose to just be present amidst all of the uncertainty. We still have this opportunity to be present with one another. And the cool thing about it is that it is full circle. On this next slide here, you'll see some pictures of some partnerships that I've been able to be a part of over the past year that the 10, year, 10 years ago, I, I would have dreamed of doing things like this. Like the opportunity to work with a platform like Adobe, which I've always known about and I've always used. I those opportunities to be able to have to be able to work with companies that stores that I walked into for inspiration for them to come to me and say we want to work with you I I didn't get those opportunities by just trying to get directly to the top I'm these things are happening because I'm choosing to keep backing it down and keep remembering that one by one, that person by person. When I get discouraged, when I get anxious, I open up my DMs, I open up my email and I read a story and I engage with that person and I send that person a message. And that's what reminds me to keep going. And on this next slide here, you'll see, I wrote, life is different now. And I'll just kind of briefly share with you some of some very specific 2020 things that have happened. So we moved into a high-rise co-working space. We we're super excited. And then we outgrew that space and we moved to a studio. And right here, you'll see a picture of my husband Ed and my son, my son Jacob, just very good measure. He keeps me going. And we're just so excited. We're like, we're going to do all these things. And then we can go to the next slide here. And March 2020 happened. Um, (laughs) We ended up having to move out of the studio space. And now my entire team, my my husband, he had actually left his his career in construction to work with what I'm doing now because we created an online shop and all this stuff. And we just had to go completely virtual. And all of our team is working remote. And we don't have a lot of the things that we had before. But as you'll see on this next slide here, I wrote slivers of hope 
will continue to find us. They keep continuing to find us. We will still continue to become who we were meant to be. Because what I'm finding is that through all of these ups and downs, there's still a a constant thread of of real-time opportunity for connection with strangers on the internet and also my family and everyone in between. And yes, when we're scrolling through Twitter or Instagram, it can really seem fragmented. It can really feel hopeless in a lot of ways. But at the same time, when we choose to engage on a personal individual level or, or even just in an intimate space like this one, and it's possible to have these spaces virtually when we choose to connect and we choose to slow down and listen to one another and pay attention to what's coming up for us as we listen to one another. I truly believe that we'll be able to, to see that hope is still possible here. There's a little something for everyone in Morgan's story, whether it's learning to narrow your focus or seek inspiration from the everyday. But I think the main takeaway here for all of us is honestly just how messy the journey can be, right? This wasn't part of her plan. It wasn't part of her calling, but she was determined to keep putting one foot in front of the other and refused to let any ceilings stall her creative growth. You can and should check out more of our work. You can find it at morganharpernichols.com and follow along on socials as well. She is a bright light of hope in my Instagram feed. Her voice is so important and you can and should learn from how she found her own path. It might just show you the next step that you should take on your own journey. I am Harris III and I hope you enjoyed learning from Morgan as much as I have and I hope you'll stick around for the rest of this amazing season we have headed your way here on the Story Podcast. Be sure to put September 23rd and 24th on your calendar and stay tuned for more exciting news headed your way in the very near future. Until then, keep telling stories that matter. Thank you so much for listening. The Story Podcast is a production of the Astoria Collective. It is hosted and curated by Harris III and produced, edited, and mixed by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. All music for Season 5 of the Story Podcast is provided by the talented musicians at Soundstripe. For more information about this podcast and other creative offerings from Story, visit storygatherings.com.